Welcome to the A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media as we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live every weekday morning at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show all over Twitter and our Instagram at A to Z Sports as well. We got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out you guys. Wilson County Hyundai, make them a part of your new car buying process by seeing them in Lebanon or simply at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org. They are the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care, plus Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That means better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more about a health plan for you at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. So, Zach, uh, I did see uh, somebody uh, in the chat earlier say uh, that Austin, uh, you're going to ask Austin how his bet went uh, for Vandy. Yeah, I picked a Hawaii plus six and a half. <laughs> yeah, I, I did think about you. Um, I was It was about, what, 10, 30, 11 o'clock? Oh, well, I, was, I was at a wedding reception, so I didn't give a damn at that point. But uh, so, but yeah. I did I, think I, about I, that because you were the only person that I had talked to that had bet on that game. And uh, Vandy coming out, trying to be the best program ever. Great. How about this? I heard this this morning on 104.5 The Zone. The first time that Vanderbilt has scored 60 points on an FBS opponent opponent since 1941. <laughs> Maybe Vandy won't be that hard of an out. We'll figure Maybe. out. It's one game. Maybe. They got a long yep. season, but uh, that was a good performance after a long, long travel. Absolutely. All right, so let's get back to Titans, right? Because Saturday night, the Titans earlier in Saturday night, uh, besides Vandy, uh, got the win 26 to 23. Speaking of bets, I had Titans minus three. They pushed, so you know, even out, I guess. A little bit there, but Malik Willis, uh, again, the, the the surprise or the fun part of the preseason is that he got all three starts uh, in the preseason for the Titans, and he made things a lot more interesting, right? Uh, he had a rushing touchdown in the first game against the Ravens, threw a, a touchdown to Chickaconquo in the second game against the Bucks, uh, and then he had a lot of dazzling plays with his arm and his legs Saturday night in the win over the Cardinals and a touchdown pass to Traylon Burks as well. So you got a lot of good things from Malik Willis. Let's hear Malik Willis uh, Saturday night in his press conference on how he thought he uh, performed in his third preseason start. Progress that you might've made tonight, you know, from the first two preseason games, how would you evaluate? Um, I think it was probably like a, probably like a B minus, uh, Probably like a B minus. It was better than the first couple preseason games, just as far as me sitting in the pocket and just, you know, trying to take what the defense gives me, even though, like, we didn't convert a couple third downs just because they weren't giving us those third and long looks. So, and it just checked down a couple times and I just took off and slid for whatever we could get and add to the punt. Can you take us through that touchdown to Burks and just like what was different from last week to this week? Because you had a similar look last week, but you weren't able to get on the football. Those are two different plays, but. Uh, I just tried to replace where the pressure was coming from. They had brought the nickel from that side, so I just put my eyes over there first, and he popped open before I, I got hit. So I just uh, trusted in him, and he took it to the house. That was good. So Malik Willis, and that play to the throw to Burks was impressive because he had a linebacker right in his face, sidearm throw around the linebacker uh, to hit Traylon Burks right in the hands. He ran in for a touchdown. Overall, Zach, Malik Willis Saturday night, 15 to 23 passing, so a much better uh, a completion percentage Saturday compared to the first two games. One touchdown, did throw an interception with a tip ball. Then he ran the ball four times for 79 yards, including the long of 50 yards uh, that he had in that game. What was your impressions of Malik Willis's in, in his third start on Saturday? Well, he's learning. He still hasn't learned all of it because you don't want to grade yourself at the podium because the second that you have an F, the reporter is going to ask, what would you grade this game, right? So he's got to learn himself. Don't put a target on his back there it's the especially preseason. when he wasn't he wasn't asked for a grade right he did that himself yeah, yeah right so again he, that that's all that will come with time right but yeah. look i've been around the league a lot longer than uh malik willis in those press conference settings you just got to kind of protect yourself there so you know I, this is my whole thought on malik willis malik willis has done exactly what the titans wanted and needed him to do after drafting him you were never going to win the starting job. I think that was pretty abundant based on 
the performance and the training camp that Ryan Tannehill has had, right? And we didn't see him play, but that's not a surprise in this era of preseason. Sometimes, you know, the starting quarterback just doesn't play a snap. He doesn't need to. He'll get prepared for week one. And so that was the case. But I did love how the Titans gave Malik Willis all the opportunity. This is something unique. We haven't really seen this. I mean, they drafted a quarterback in the third round, and they're giving him a ton of reps to learn. And so I think the first question you ask is, is Malik Willis a lot better than in the last snap that he took in preseason compared to the first snap? And I would say, absolutely. He didn't change his game entirely. I think he, you know, you talk about the maturation process of a quarterback, maybe within the game. I think he had that maturation process overall from week one, two, and three in the preseason. I think he learned a lot. He got criticized by his coach. I still think, and this is the number one thing that Malik Willis has, has got to continue to learn, and this is where Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, the athletic, young, smart, talented quarterback, all four of those guys are pass first. Mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson is run first. He doesn't have a big contract. He's going into a contract year. They have not signed him. Now, that may be due to injury. That may be due to play. That may be due to philosophy. But Lack of Lamar agent. Jackson is not pass first, right? Yeah. If I said pass first or run first quarterback, what is Lamar Jackson? What would you say? Oh, run first, yeah. So Malik Willis has got to turn and not be a run first quarterback in the NFL because that's proven that you won't be around for long and usually injury starts to creep up. I thought he started his preseason as a run first quarterback and I think he started to kind of progress more and more of, I wouldn't say pass first, but pass more. And he just needed those reps to kind of get settled into the game. The last thing I'll say, Austin, yeah. Speaking of what we just heard in that press conference, I think what he's starting to do is starting to learn the NFL game. And this is wild, I think, to fans. But sometimes a third and long where you don't convert and you punt the ball away can be more beneficial to your team in that instance where your mindset at Liberty is, okay, it's third and 12. We got to get this first down and keep rolling. Yeah. And that's yeah. just not necessarily the National Football League. And I think, you know, through three games, you're starting to see a little bit more of the maturity and understanding of what the NFL truly represents. Yeah, in the NFL, if every drive ends with the football being kicked in some fashion, then you're doing a pretty good job. <laughs> Whether it's a punt, a field goal, or an extra point, uh, that you want people, you want your kickers out there and not turning the ball over. Uh, so I, I agree with that. And going to your whole, uh, you know, run first transition into a pass first athletic runner, right? Like you saw the play where he hit Racy McMath for a 27 yard gain, rolling to his right. That was a pass-first scramble. It wasn't uh, rolling to his left. <laughs> no, no. Now, he has gotten better with that, too. Easton Freeze, I saw combined our video and John Glennon's video from a month apart of Malik Willis's technique on rolling to his left looking a lot better after a month of working on it through camp. So he's, he is making a lot of different uh, improvements to his game overall. But the throw to McMath was a, I got to scramble and keep my eyes down the field and find an open target because it, it's easier for me to throw the football 27 yards and just run the football 27 yards. And he can do both because we saw him running for 50 yards. So it's a good thing that Malik Willis is really starting to have it come together. There are times where he takes sacks, and I thought the offensive line at times was garbage uh, on Saturday. And uh, there was a couple of times early in the game where the sack was Malik's fault. Like I want to say the first sack of the game where he held on to the ball what seemed like eight seconds. Yeah, I counted sacked. them. It was four and a half. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a long. And time. you don't get four and a half uh, seconds in this league. Yeah, and and then there was the two point conversion attempt when I don't think a single offensive lineman uh, held their block for a quarter of a second. Uh, and so, look, it, the offensive line's got some issues for me. Uh, once we and we'll talk about that, I'm sure once we get closer to the Giants game. But you love what you saw in a month's time for Malik Willis, and what does it represent? 
it represents that now Titans fans have seen Malik Willis do fun things on the football field and score touchdowns. It's just, they want to see more of it. So the preseason to me, Zach, for Malik Willis represents Titans fans will be calling for number seven a lot during the regular season. And that's, that's just my gut based off of his preseason performance. Well, didn't he earn that? It was earned that like the, even the representation of fans thought of that was earned based on the three preseason games. And look, I want to highlight Karen's comment because I do agree. Malik is a breath of fresh air, right? And then mm -hmm. I think that's what the fans saw over the last several weeks, personality and willingness to learn. I think Karen is right. The breath of fresh air with this, Honestly, the energy of this franchise, because their most number one energy-driven individual is in Philadelphia now, right? A.J. Brown was that. The breath of fresh air was the most talented wide receiver the Titans had ever drafted. And now, <clears throat> some of that mindset and attention is now being shifted towards Malik Willis, which I think is a good thing. I think... That's a positive. I don't and Desmond Ritter, uh, Kenny Pickett, out of all the guys drafted in this year's draft, don't you think that Malik Willis probably had the best preseason? I mean, and I've seen a couple, I haven't seen every single play from every single quarterback that was drafted. And obviously, Matt Corral's season ended with a foot injury, but I think Malik Willis won the preseason out of all of the rookies that had opportunities. Yeah, uh, fair. Um, let's see a couple of comments here too, before we get to our question, Chris says Malik Willis has a ways to go, but the development from July to now has been pretty unbelievable. And I, Chris, I, I completely agree. Like he still has a long way to go before he needs to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. The only, the only way he's a starting quarterback in the NFL right now is if something happens to Ryan Tannehill. Uh, so I agree. That's a really good uh, comment there from Chris Malachi says, want to see more of it. We'll see more of it next year in the preseason. The Titans have a Super Bowl roster, and if Ryan Tannehill isn't out there, not winning the Super Bowl. So uh, we'll talk about that later on. But let's let's talk about what Malik Willis has done for one of his teammates, Logan Woodside. Has Malik Willis made Logan Woodside's roster spot expendable? So let's ask that question here, Zach. Should the Titans keep or cut Logan Woodside? And, you know, Logan Woodside helped, led the Titans on a game-winning drive there at the end of that game to go and win to get to 2-1 and one in the preseason. And you liked the opportunities that he had there and took advantage of it. So should the Titans keep or cut Logan Woodside? But first, Zach, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next drive. That's wilsoncountyhyundai.com. It's a quick trip down I-40 exit 236 Wilson County Hyundai, they feature a ton of different make and models. Your perfect make and model, you've just got to go find it. Whether it's the Palisade, the Sonata, the Elantra, the Tucson, the Santa Fe. I mean, they have it all. And all you can do, you can go to WilsonCountyHyundai.com and look at their inventory. If you need a full-size SUV, they've got that. If you need a four-door sedan, they've got that. If you need a battery-powered vehicle, they've got the Ionic that you need to check out. Test drive one today at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. All right. Don't forget, A to Z Sports, you got to download the BetMGM app. And when you do, there's a pretty big tennis tournament happening up in uh, New York City this week. And so BetMGM has an opportunity for you to join the BetMGM family and bet on that tournament this week with our code ATOZ Sports. So today, when you download the BetMGM app, use that code ATOZ Sports. You get a risk free bet on the tennis tournament up to 1000 bucks. That's with BetMGM. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older tennis, the only new customer offer. All promotions, set of qualifications, other requirements. Rewards issued with knowledge of all free bets for credit for best five seven days. For problem game support, call Tennessee Redline 800 889 89. So, Zach, we asked the question, a lot of comments flying in. Should the Titans keep or cut Logan Woodside? I did see a comment uh, that said Malik has done enough to cut Logan Woodside. What are, what are more comments saying? There's more cuts coming out. Uh, whether it will be Woodside, we'll find out, right? That ultimately is John Robinson and Mike Frabel's decision. But Tyler, 12-69-3, cut. Gr uh, Grim Jim, cut. Roy's anointing him, cut side. Uh, 
Lou Man says keep. Titans Kyle says cut as well does Matt, Ben, Steven, Zach, G-Man on base also says cut. Titan Up says cut. Practice squad from Titans Fox, Fox which we can kind of bring up uh, maybe after we have this conversation if that is even a possibility. Michael says cut. Jonathan says cut. Protect Logan on the practice squad, which again, we'll so let's let's clear that up before more. Like if if you think Logan Woodside should be on the practice squad, that means he has to get cut first. So you have to cut players, then they have to clear waivers. Then once they clear waivers, you can add them to the practice squad. So and he may not clear waivers, right? You never know. Yeah, and you know the fact that Logan Woodside. One thing that is going for Logan Woodside is that he has been a backup in this league. Now he hasn't played a lot, right? No. But learning under Ryan Tannehill maybe shows value when you know another team's quarterback room is not safe and. Logan Woodside is cheap. It's not like we're talking about Jimmy Garoppolo who can't find a team because of his salary, right? You know, so it's a completely different situation. Uh, Cordaro says cut him. Uh, AE says cut. Danny says cut. Uh, cut. I mean, the majority of these are all cut from, from Xavier to Mark saying practice squad, which means cut. Patrick says cut. Tino says cut. Jason says cut. Sean says cut. So, and Albert says keep, so I'm trying to find a couple of keeps. Yeah, but they are few and far between. You know, Karen is going snip, snip, snip with his cut. Chris Flint says keep the offense runs on schedule with Logan Woodside. I, I I thought Logan had his best game Saturday night. You know, he didn't have a turnover. He he had a lot more limited action, right? I mean, he was maybe best game, but worst preseason. Yeah, his worst preseason of the what? three preseasons he's had or maybe even not even that because there was no preseason in COVID. So I mean, it's just the second time we've seen him. He was better last year for sure. Uh, but again, I, the Titans value Logan Woodside. They want him within the organization. It's just, do they think he will clear waivers and Arthur Smith's, you know, not, but a 45 minute flight away in Atlanta. Uh, I saw somebody say uh, Detroit's backup quarterback job is a disaster right now. So maybe they would be interested in, in Logan Woodside, you know, I feel like the Titans will initially try to keep him. He doesn't deserve to be on the 53 man roster, but I just think how it will play out in the game within the game. I think the Titans will keep him on the 53 man roster initially, and then cut him right after week one, when a lot of people have filled up their spots and you can go ahead and have more flexibility with the back end to get him back on the practice squad. But I don't think they want to risk Logan Woodside being, uh, you know, scooped up after cutting him. So I do think they will keep him, but should they? No. I mean, he is a break glass in case of emergency option only that you just keep on the practice squad. He should not make it, but I do think they'll try to figure it out. I don't think that they, and that's a strategy, I don't think that they will. I think that they'll cut him. And I think their actions tell us this. How much did Malik Willis play in that last preseason game? Just that one drive, right? Or was it two drives? Well, for, uh, you, I asked Malik Willis. He played pretty much the entire oh, oh, game. Oh, I'm game. sorry. Yeah, 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 you, yeah. You're, you're fine. That's, that's the reason. The, the Titans have shown that they're willing to move on because they already did that in the preseason. Logan Woodside did not get equal opportunity. We talked about that throughout the course of the preseason. Will after the first preseason game against the Ravens, it was like, all right, you started Malik. That makes sense. Then second preseason game, okay, well they still started Malik. Okay, well third preseason game, well they still started Malik and they played him three plus quarters. That tells me that they wanted to know more about Malik Willis, right? Yeah. But it also told me that they care less about Logan Woodside because Logan Woodside. I mean, he played bad. We talked about his worst preseason to date was peppered with interceptions. Now, does that mean that he was playing with talented individuals like Malik Willis or more talented? No, he wasn't. He was playing with backups on backups late in the game. But no one cares. No one cares. And so I think that Malik Willis earned, should, and will be the number two quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. I think... The roster, I think they have other fish to fry on their roster instead of playing that game that you just said. They got DB problems, safety problems. I mean, they're 
look at the moves that they've made over the last couple of weeks. That determines that he will get cut in these cuts, not like what you've said. I don't think uh, Logan Woodside playing less and less in the preseason game is a direct correlation to him getting cut. I don't. We well, play bad. Just, no, no. <laughs> so, I, again, I, again. Listen to what I'm saying here. I don't think what you said of Malik playing more and more and and Woodside playing less and less. I don't think that's a direct correlation of Woodside's going to get cut. I just think it's. I the think fact it's how that, they feel about him. Yeah. On, I, no, I. I don't think it's. I think it's more about how they feel about Willis. I think they know. My point is they know the what. No, it's not. It's different. We're talking about two. If you're picking a guy over another guy, though, that's the point. No, no. Again, the I think the place, the number of snaps, is about more about what they want to learn about Willis than how they feel about Woodside. I think they know what they have in Woodside, and they're comfortable with what Logan Woodside is. Therefore, they and Mike Vrabel said after the first preseason game. <clears throat> that they told Malik they wanted him to start. They had a conversation with Woodside about not getting as many second team reps because they need more reps for Willis to find out what he is and to give him an opportunity to develop and that they understand who Logan is. I think it's more of a comfort level with Logan and a need to know and find out more about Willis. I don't think it means he's going to get cut either way. I'm just going off of the, of the head coach's words. He said, we had a conversation well, with Well, you're Logan. smarter than that. I do think that, uh, I think that I agree with Nate. You can't be dying on this Woodside I'm not dying hill. on a, I'm not it, dying well, on you've the been, Woodside. you've been Woodside for a very, very long time. Because I you think, even said that you didn't think that, Will, that that Malik Willis would be active for any games. That obviously has changed. I, so I'm not yeah, going to sit here and kill you for that. It's obviously changed because Malik Willis has gotten so much better. Like, I also allow for players to improve. I, and I, so my I, opinion that's, I disclosed that. I disclosed yeah. that. But... Yeah. It's come to a point in time that you need to move on from Willis, or excuse me, Woodside. You need to keep Willis because he's the guy. Your actions of all these preseason games have shown that Malik Willis is your future backup quarterback. Well, yeah. And your roster, don't play the game. You need that roster spot. You would rather, there are other places on the roster that you would value a guy that has earned a spot instead of Logan Woodside who's had a disastrous preseason besides maybe the last drive. I, I don't want to completely, you know, just rain on all of his parade. But besides the last drive, he made poor throws. He underthrew guys. I mean, it was bad. He a turnover. I mean, it was just bad. Logan Woodside was not good. You have to play really good to to o- over overcome the adversities of the team drafting your position. This this past year, yeah. and Logan Woodside had did not do that uh, again. Uh, Xavier says Woodside could throw twenty picks, and Austin will just say, "Well, he knows the offense." <laughs> like you guys, well, you guys are also ignoring the sentence that I spoke that says Logan Woodside does not deserve a roster spot. Like you ignore it. That is my opinion. Hold on, hold on. There is a difference in my opinion and what I think the Titans will do, because my opinion is that Logan Woodside should be the third quarterback and on the practice squad and not make the roster. That is my opinion. What so I think you know, no, your opinion is that you should cut him. Yes, that's what I said. Yeah, cut him. Cut him for the practice. Yeah, that is my opinion. Well, yeah, but you what can't I say th- third you said third spot on the roster. Third you, quarterback you and on the you're, you're, so let me let me clarify. Be very deliberate and decisive. I said you third think quarterback that they should on cut the practice him. squad. Third quarterback on the practice squad was he may not make that. No, don't insinuate. You think that they need to cut him. Sorry for talking to about people ahead. So, all right. Again, Logan Woodside does not deserve a roster spot. Is that clear enough for everybody out there? Please, is that clear enough? Yeah, but an easier I've, way that's to the describe this time is I've said, said I think that the Titans should cut him. Good lord, Zach. Logan Woodside does not deserve a practice uh, a roster spot. That's the fourth time I've said it. Is that not clear enough for you? <laughs> God. Is that finally? Does that make sense? That's my opinion. You think that the Titans should cut him, correct? Yes, yes. But what will they do? I think I don't think they're going to cut him, based off of what Vrabel has said, based off of how I know they feel about him. Is that Logan Woodside has a chance to make the fifty-three man roster just because they want to have them within the organization, and if they cut him now, 
then there is a chance they don't have him within the organization. And they want him on the practice squad at the very least. And so I think he'll make the initial 53 for that only to protect him from going out there to waivers. I, I think that they would like the luxury of him being on the practice squad, but if yes. you cut him, then if you cut him, I think that their roster, the value is somewhere else in another position. I think that they've decided that Malik Willis is good enough to play in this league. Now at what capacity, you know, that it, it's very, very early and he's very, very young, but I think that you have got to move on because Austin, and this is kind of my overarching theory and kind of what I saw throughout preseason and what we saw with Malik Willis. If Ryan Tannehill goes down, Logan Woodside can't save your season. There's an opportunity or a chance that Malik Willis could. So you don't even need to worry about the Logan Woodside. He can't do it. So if there is one scenario where you're trying to kind of fit Logan Woodside in, it would be, uh, Tannehill turns an ankle and Woodside comes in there just to sustain for a couple of quarters for, for Tannehill to come back. But if Logan Woodside is starting a game in the NFL for the Tennessee Titans, you're in big trouble. Yeah, you ain't yeah, going to win I, unless you're playing a very bad team. Right. I, I agree. Like if you have a week to prepare knowing that Tannehill's out, then you go with Malik, right? So <laughs> like it's a obvious. moot point. That's kind of my philosophy is you cut Woodside and if he – if he clears waivers, you get what you want. But you can't concentrate on Logan Woodside for this particular roster cut. You've just got to cut him well, and concentrate your mindset on some of the other positions that you are struggling with Well, where there's cusp guys. But again, let me, let me say this. Um, my opinion, thinking the Titans will keep Woodside on the initial 53, is based off of, I don't think there are 53 guys that are currently on the roster that are worth being on the 53-man roster. There are, like, I don't think Des Fitzpatrick deserves a roster spot. Well, he dropped the think, ball last year. I don't think Christian Delorio on the offensive line deserves one. Like, you know, there's a bunch of defensive backs, so I guess if you felt like it, you could just hoard defensive backs. Well, that's kind of, what, hadn't that been kind of the theory for the last couple of weeks is trying to figure out playing musical chairs with the secondary that, that that's the writing on my wall that I'm seeing from John Robinson is that they don't feel as comfortable with their secondary. That's why they've got so many guys and they've been moving yeah, things I mean, around. Yeah. Like could they hoard and have like six safeties on, on the initial Maybe. 53 and then, you know, or more like seven safeties because you got a couple of them. You like as nickel corners. But, but we did find out at least, and you mentioned this, Austin, Des Fitzpatrick does not deserve a spot. I, I think they gave that man so many, much opportunity to earn a spot, to catch footballs, to catch touchdowns, and he just, he sucks. He's not good. And they've tried with, they drafted him, they cut him, they brought him back, they brought him back for another year. I mean, they did, and I stood by this. I thought that there was an infatuation with Des Fitzpatrick. But Des Fitzpatrick, he made his own bed. And he does not deserve a roster spot. So I agree with you in the sense of it does make that decision easier. Yeah, but I, but again, like I think that's why they can probably afford to put Woodside on it just because they know that they're already going to cut the last three or four guys who make it to add others that also get cut from other teams. And so I, I think the last three or four spots are interchangeable and Woodside is definitely one of those. All right. It is esports here live on a Monday. Now this is the hardest decision. John Robinson has to make the punter job. And I think it's really important because I think there is a gamble. The Titans can make it punter, but also they can learn from a previous franchise's mistake with a move. They can make it punter. So we'll get to this. And the question is, if you're the Titans, who do you keep as your punter? Brett Kern or Ryan Stonehouse? You going with Kern or are you going with Stonehouse? It's as simple as that. But first, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute. It's also as simple as this. Whenever you get hurt, just go to the Bone and Joint Institute. It's in Franklin. They've got a dozen plus doctors at their facility who specialize in every type of injury you could possibly dream of having or accidentally have. 
uh, whether it's in sports or just life in general, they've got you covered and can help you get back on the track to recovery. It's really easy to use their website. You go to boneandjointtn.org. You click on make an appointment. You type in your name. You tell them what body part is hurting, and it automatically sorts the doctors who are specialists in those type of injuries at boneandjointtn.org. It is the sports. Don't forget to download the app. That is BetMGM. You see it right there on the screen. Use promo code ATOZ Sports. But also, you got that tourney up in New York. You the risk-free tennis tournament right here. Risk-free bet up to a thousand dollars. You bet on uh, the tournament up there in the NYC, and you get a risk-free bet up to a thousand dollars. That's who's hooking you up. That's BetMGM. Download the app today. That promo code is ATOZ SPORTS. All one word, no spaces. That's your promo code. So you can download the app there. And also don't forget about a little film room. James Foster this week is going to be breaking down from the preseason. We've got Titans coverage. We've got other teams. If you're a fan there, A to Z film room, subscribe today. We've got you covered there. Very, very cool feature that we rolled out a couple of weeks ago. A lot of people have have congregated in the YouTube section of A to Z Sports Film Room. A lot of views from Malik Willis's games. We've got we've got tons and tons of content. So search A to Z Sports Film Room on YouTube and subscribe to that channel. All right, Zach. Brett Kern or Ryan Stonehouse? There's been a ton of comments. What are the fans saying in the chat on which punter? the Titans should keep because it is interesting with Brett Kern, who's been the 14 year old or the 14 year vet here in Nashville and Ryan Stonehouse, the undrafted rookie with a, just a freaking cannon on his right foot who boomed one 80 yards in the air that dropped down on the one yard line on Saturday night at Nissan stadium, which was incredible. Well, and I think Darren represents all Titans fans and Titans watchers which the first thought when you read this question is, but Kern has been so solid, right? Like, solid. and then you start to, to, to start he's to a think of- He's a three-time pro bowler. Like, no, he's, well, way, again, he's one of the best punters of the last decade in the NFL. Right. But, but things are changing, right? Yeah. Things this preseason are changing. Cloudhouse says Stonehouse. Uh, Jonathan also says Stonehouse. Shannon Stonehouse, Nate Stonehouse- uh, Lou Man is anointing him as Stone Shack, uh, Stone from Jabu, DeStoner from Major Keys, Kern from Nav Four Five Four, Kern there from Nika. You've got Kern from Jamel, Stonehouse from Stephen, Kern baby from Karen, Kern from Nick Martinez, Stonehouse from Xavier. A E goes Stonehouse trade Kern. I don't know if you're going to be able to trade You're not going to trade Brett Kern because you have <laughs> uh, to cut him in the next 38 hour, 30 hours. And Gene, Mean Gene says, I love Kern, but Stonehouse got him on that run. Uh, he also dropped Jordan. the snap to create the run. Like, let's don't forget that. Well, and Top Tier brings up something that they brought on the uh, brought up on the uh, broadcast, which is the, and obviously the Bills situation, there's a whole other situation there with their punting deal. But the Colts are in need of a punter. So is this whoever you cut? Again, you got two really, really, really good punters. But if you cut one of them, is the other really, really good punter going to go to your arch rival? And Or your weak to opponent. <laughs> right? Or your weak to opponent. Man, and, this is and tough. And by the way, uh, Brett Kern his parents still live in the suburbs of that week two opponent up in Buffalo. Like that Brett Kern grew up in that area. So it would be a homecoming type of situation for him if that were to be the case. Um, so look, it's really tough. And Cody says, just keep both for a year, <laughs> right? You want to keep Woodside, Kern and Stonehouse? What is going on? Well, if you, I would be pro keeping both punters over, keeping Logan Woodside so I I you know I just want to get that out there well so I let's listen to Brett Kern because after yeah. the game uh Kern spoke to to reporters and you know let's react to this because I had my own opinion after I heard what Kern said I don't know I don't know um, I feel like I've hit the ball well um this camp and Stoney's obviously done really really well so um 
just kind of understand how the business works, and uh, we'll see what happens. When did you know this camp was different from a competition standpoint? Oh, I knew it was different when I first saw him punt a ball in April. Uh, I knew that it was going to be uh, it was going to be a grind. Uh, you know, I, I've I've told him I've seen I've been in the league a long time, and I've seen about three or four people in my entire life hit a ball like he does. So um, I knew it was going to be hard. I knew what he was really good at. I'm probably not. And what I'm really good at, he's, you know, um, he just needs some work on it. So uh, I'm just kind of back and forth a lot and uh, gave it all I had. And uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I don't say what Kern just says. If I'm Brett Kern, I'm still the best punter in this league. You're going to get a job. But now you solidify your job. And look, the, the punter and kicker situation is we've covered the NFL for a long, long time. You know, they're their own group. Like, they are close, right? They talk a lot. They're just sitting there, you know, they're punting. They, they just have a different schedule than an outside linebacker. Mm-hmm. But if I'm Kern, I don't say any of what he just said in that clip. You don't compliment. The, this is a competition. And Kern oh, is notoriously on, a very, very nice guy. I, we we have known that he's been great to this organization, but I am the best punter there is. You don't have to trash Stonehouse by any means, but you sure as hell don't have to compliment him and blow roses all over his face. I mean, come on! I, I, I found I that kind exactly. of appalling, to oh, be honest. That's ridiculous. It, it that's it's, not ridiculous at all. <laughs> if I'm in a competition, I don't sit there and and brush the hair of the other guy that I'm competing with. I sit there and talk about my skill set and what I need to do and what I can do for a football team. I, I appreciate the transparency and the honesty. I appreciate what he, what I like this guy to report anybody on. you want afterwards behind closed doors. But when reporters are asking you questions and cameras are in your face, you don't sit there and you tell and glow over how good of the, but the it guy that's it, trying to Zach, take your has, job is. It has no impact on what's going to happen at the end of the day. It could have no an impact. impact. It could have an impact on the other side of it. That's what I said. If you sit there and you just talk about how no. good you are as a punter and what, no. how you believe in your ability, no. then that's all you need to do. No, no. Yes. If Brett, if Brett Kern, <laughs> it didn't matter what Brett Kern said or didn't say. You don't have to glow that, over your competition, though. It, it doesn't matter, Zach. It, well, it, well, no, it, you weren't saying the same thing about I'm, Tannehill in the spring when he was like, look, I, I don't need to groom or mentor anybody. That That's the mindset. You, you, I, you're I here said for that a agree. job. He didn't have to. Yeah, so don't glow about? over him. He wasn't glowing over him. He answered a question. Play the, like, play the clip. Zach, no, hold on, hold on. Zach, you're, you are, you're missing. It doesn't, like what Brett Kern said in those 50 seconds had zero impact on if the Titans are going to cut him or not. And also it has zero impact on whether he's going to get another job or not. He's either going to be a punter here in Nashville, or he's going to be a punter in Buffalo or Indianapolis or somewhere else. He's going to get a job somewhere. If he gets cut, what, regardless of what he says about Ryan Stonehouse or not, it has zero impact on his future of punting. This it season. has something to do with probably his contract, the money that he'll get. No. Yes. <laughs> like if he gets cut, then the Titans save $2 million and he will go sign a veteran minimum somewhere else. Regardless of what he said, it doesn't make any sense of what, like, I don't think people are like, oh yeah, I want the aggressive punter. <laughs> like nobody gives a damn. No, no, about no, your no you don't have to be aggressive. You just don't have to say what he said about how good Stonehouse is. It doesn't it's matter. Always, Zach. He, he can do things that I can't do. And like, you don't have to say that. You, it's a competition, and I I, and I think this is the point of what we're talking about, is that we finally have a competition at this position in which you haven't had a competition for years and years and years. That's the point. Uh, okay, all right. So here's, the, here's where the Titans can learn this, right? How did the Titans get Brett Kern 14 years ago? The Titans got Brett Kern 14 years ago because he got cut in the Broncos after Broncos training camp because he was punting the ball too far. He was out kicking his, his coverage consistently, and the Broncos had to cut him to hang on to their veteran. And the Titans scooped him up and found a punter for 14 years. That's that's something there, right? The Titans do not want to be the Broncos in this situation and potentially have a decade-plus punter for cheap right now 
and hang on to the veteran one year too long. But there's also the reality that Brett Kern is probably the best punter for this season. And the Titans are trying to go achieve big heights this season and a mishap at the punting position could cost you in a big moment. It, it, we've seen that when Kern got COVID and they had to bring in the FedEx punter and that went horribly wrong. He got a punt blocked. But here's what I think. Ryan Stonehouse, here are his, some of his punts from Saturday night. That one was kind of close to getting blocked. He takes a lot of slow steps as after he catches. And, and he covers a lot of ground. He covers nearly four to five yards after he catches the snap before he kicks it. Here's the boom one. It took it. This is an 80 yard punt, but it took him a long time to get that off. So Ryan Stonehouse, while he's got the best talent of the two punters uh, in camp right now, he's also could get you hurt and could get you hurt by having a punt get blocked or, or out kicking his coverage where you can't get somebody down there and you allow a bigger return. Brett Kern's a catch one, two, go. And it's quick. Stonehouse is taking three steps slowly and covering five yards before he lifts off. And nobody's trying to block punts in the preseason. So it's not going to like, all we see is that 80 yard punt land at the one and bounce back. That's why there was another 80 yard punt, right? Uh, The bills, right? I mean, we, we know that, right? So that's why you, you are right. Nobody's trying to actively go all out. But the Giants see that and say, oh, we could have blocked that. We just can't go after it, go after the guy. And there was also one where he caught the ball in his chest. <laughs> and so, like, he's a rookie. And, and Lee says, you can coach that up. That's where coaching comes in. At. Oh, I agree. But he's been, what do you think he's been doing the last four months? Being coached up. And here we are in the third preseason game. And his steps are slow and long. His catch, he's already dropped one punt, right? And that's why he picked up the first down with his legs. But he dropped the punt. And then Saturday night, he had one punt hit him in the chest. And he caught it after it bounced off his chest. You can't afford to do that in the NFL. So now your opponents are seeing you've got a slow, long-stepping punter and a punter with shaky hands. I'm going after this all day long. So what's $2 million in the salary cap worth? Well, how long? So here's the real question. I don't disagree with a single thing that you just said, which I don't usually say that. How long does Brett Kern have? Right. So what is the length of his career moving forward? Right. Well, Caleb says Kern is washed. No, Brett Kern's been really good. Like, yeah, Brett Brett Kern is not washed. Brett Kern was, was really good. This training camp, there was nothing wrong. If anything, he was better this training camp than he was last year. Well, the reason why I asked what I asked is Brett Kern is an unrestricted free agent next year, not this year, next year. He does not have a contract. He's no longer going to be with the Titans. The Titans are going to have to sign him for them to continue their deal. So how? what does that contract look like? Are you willing to sign that contract or at least offer that contract for Kern? How long is it worth? And are you going to get an opportunity? And here is the, the nuance of what I'm asking. Is... Is Stone is Ryan Stonehouse or a type of Ryan Stonehouse going to be available next year? And and so uh, right, so you got to think right. about all of these things because you know we we talk a lot about how the Titans have had they probably have the best four running backs compared to any other four running backs on the franchise. Like you can put Earl Campbell, Eddie George, Chris Johnson, and Derrick Henry, and nobody, no other franchise can get four. Uh, running backs that stand next to those guys, right? Like, I think that's true. But if the Titans go from Craig Hendrick to Brett Kern to Ryan Stonehouse, who are all like decade punters in a row, I mean, that would be insane. But Stonehouse has a high potential, but is it worth risking the weight of what this season means? And this is my the hard part for me because Stacy, I... I agree with you're getting the love of the show, which is hard because I still believe in my heart that Brett Kern is the best punter in the league. And I I just believe it. He's reliable. He is a coffin corner. He, I mean, he, he can boom it still. His leg has not deteriorated that much. Even after 14 seasons, he's smart. He's savvy. He's a good locker room guy. He's obviously very nice. We just saw that, right? Like, so 
I, and that's my issue with this question that I'm struggling with is because if I believe in my heart, which I do, that Brett Kern is the best punter in the league, I don't think that you should cut him. But football and business, you've got to get ahead of things. You can't get behind. Right. And you you have, for the first time in a very long time, a true competition. And if Brett Kern, and this is, I go back to my main point about what Kern said, and here's my answer. You pick Ryan Stonehouse. You you cut Brett Kern. And you know why? Because Brett Kern told me to do it. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I feel like I've hit the ball well. Um, this camp is Tony's obviously done really, really well. So um, just kind of understand how the business works, and uh, we'll see what happens. When did you know this camp was different from a competition standpoint? Oh, I knew it was different when I first saw him put a ball in April. Uh, I knew that it was going to be uh, it was going to be a grind. Uh, you know, I, I've I've told him I've seen I've been in the league a long time and I've seen about three or four people in my entire life hit a ball like he does. So um, I knew it was going to be hard. I knew what he was really good at. I'm probably not, and what I'm really good at, he's you know uh, he just needs some work on it. So uh, just kind of back and forth a lot, and uh, gave it all I had, and uh, we'll see what happens. Brett Kern just told me why that they should cut him. I mean, and so no. I pick Ryan Stonehouse because if the best punter in the league, and this is a business transaction, it's not any choice, right? Sure. But Brett Kern just told us that he knew this was going to be a competition the first time he saw him strike a football. And then he went on to say that Ryan Stonehouse can do things that Brett Kern cannot, and the things that Brett Kern can do ryan stonehouse still has the opportunity ahead of him to learn how to do yeah but Brett he, Kern but he told me do. that ryan stonehouse is the best punter for this team oh and ben thank you ben because brett kern only said what the team already knows like again that's why i don't think brett kern's words matter over and the words he chose do, matter the best punter in the leagues don't words don't matter if, no, yes, that, they absolutely the team do. already knows all those things like john robinson but hearing them from the punter that has doesn't been matter. your stable, your staple for, for 14 years. Him saying that means something. You can't discredit that. I don't I I don't think it matters. I mean, the team knows what the situation is. They just and and uh, there was a comment that brought up another good point, too. Uh, I want to go back and find it so I can give uh credit to who said it. Uh, but they basically said that oh uh th- that uh Kern is also really good at holding on field goals. Like you've, when's the last time there's been a bad hold on a field goal? You can't name one. Like you can't name a bad hold on a field goal. Tony Romo in Seattle. That's the yeah, last one. That I'm I talking think. about from Brett Kern, right? I, I, I know. And, and so Stonehouse, the first time he started holding for Randy Bullock in training camp practice, he missed three out of eight kicks in that session. Now it got better from there on out. And Stonehouse was the one who held, uh, on the extra points uh, the other night and also held on the 51-yarder and the 50-yarder from the other night. So that, that is important to know that things have gotten better. But again, like these are nuanced things about the NFL they that matter. are important and that cost points, right? And important field position. And so you have the stability of knowing Brett Kern won't hurt you with Ryan Stonehouse with – Maybe not having the experience as a holder. Maybe he doesn't always catch the snap cleanly and he takes long and slow steps. The long and slow steps, you can clean that up probably pretty easily. But the the hands thing, that, that takes time. The holding thing takes some time. So I don't know, man. I would rather keep both. I don't think it's, I don't think cutting Brett Kern, I don't think you should look at this as like, oh, we have to save $2 million if you're the Titans. I think you should look at this from a who might hurt us in the season. So I I think Brett Kern is still the best option right here. You keep Kern. I think I have to keep, I have have to keep Brett Kern. This season's too important. And I understand like Ryan Stonehouse could be great for the next 10 years, but you need to be great right now at the position in this year. And so Tiffany says, keep both of them. I mean, I, I think I'm on Team Tiffany. I'm I'm keep both of them. You, I think you have to have Brett Kern this year. Well, you I think can't you have keep to. both. I mean, why not? 
You want to keep Logan Woodside, Austin. I, I, I've already <laughs> said in this you, segment. So you no, can't keep both if you hold think on. that they want uh, – I'll correct. Uh, if you think that the Titans are going to keep Logan, Logan Woodside strategically – for practice, they're not going to keep both punters. <laughs> but I've also said that there aren't 53 guys currently on the roster worth making the 53. I'd rather keep two punters. A third quarterback and a second punter? No, Are you listening uh, no, to yourself? No, Zach, did you listen? No, no, you're not listening to me earlier. Because earlier, I've said, God, why do I have to keep repeating myself? Earlier, I said, keep two punters over Logan Woodside. Absolutely. Like I said that earlier. And so I would keep both punters what over Desmond's back. Huh? What are you going to do with both punters? One of them's active. You keep you keep Stonehouse for the future, and you keep working on the problems that I just went over. And Brett Kern punts until he until he's bad. Like, this isn't that difficult. Remember the remember a few years ago when the Titans had two kickers on the roster, and they were both active on game day. Ryan Santoso was your kickoff specialist, and uh, uh, Santos, Cairo yeah, Santos. Why was, was that though? Because they were in a bad spot. Yeah, the Titans aren't in a bad spot. They're in a good spot. You do that when you're unsure of your starter, right? They're not unsure of their starter. That There's no way that they're going to do that. I, like I, That is something that I they will not keep both punters. I, 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 now I'm willing to make a wager on this because I find this fascinating. Well, the odds, I would have a lot longer odds. <laughs> it's not even. It, this is not minus 110 bets that I'm making. I think keeping two punters is probably like plus 500 <laughs> on, on the odds there, right? So let's just keep that in mind. I, don't, I just don't think you can afford to cut Brett Kern and let him go to either who you're battling in the division with the Colts or who you're battling for the AFC spot in the Super Bowl, the Buffalo Bills. Right, but if you believe, and I think the one thing that is hard for this conversation is what you brought up in all of the other things besides punting, right? Is what is your role on the roster? And if, and this is something that I don't know what the Titans actually truly feel about. If they feel that, that he has gotten better as a holder, then that, I think, changes my mind. If they feel that he has stayed the same or gotten worse, that also changes my mind. But yeah. based on the punts and what Kern told us, you should keep Ryan Stonehouse and you move on. And the Titans, here's the last thing I'll say. The Titans are notorious for this. Mike Vrabel and John Robinson come from the New England Patriots way of thought. Hell, they just trade away their most talented wide receiver they've ever drafted in the history of the franchise to go draft another guy. They don't mind moving on. That's why I think that they'll cut Logan Woodside, and I wouldn't be surprised if they cut Brett Kern because of business. They're business guys, which you, they're you, football. No, well, they look. Yes, it's a business. Football is a business, but they're football guys, and I think Brett Kern and the reliability that he has and the stability that he has is valuable for this season as you are trying to win the division for the third year in a row and battle for an AFC title spot and hopefully a Super Bowl spot. That's the goal, right? Whether you and I think Ryan Tannehill can get the Titans there or not, that is the goal. That is the goal. So I think you have to have Brett Kern. And sorry, LA2TV, I ain't going anywhere. So <laughs> you can either stay or leave, but I ain't going anywhere. Sorry, pal. All right, let's go ahead and get to uh, our Would You Rather segment that Zach has cooked up for us. But first, uh, tell us all, Zach, about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Yeah, Farm Bureau Health Plans, fbhp.com uh, slash A to Z is where you need to go. Uh, better coverage, better rates, better service. I went there, and I am reaping the benefits. 200-plus locations across the state of Tennessee, fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. I have a better rate than my previous plan, and I save 20% per month. I have better coverage. Literally, I have much better coverage with a much better plan with contact allowance, and I also get free teeth cleanings. It's better service all around. FBHP.com, you can switch today, but what you have to do is either go online or call, ask them, hey, what do I do to switch or get a quote? How you get a quote is you go through a 30-minute health assessment after that they give you a quote then you realize you should have switched a long time ago that's farm bureau health plans of tennessee 200 plus locations across the state don't forget when you download the bet mgm app today 
Use our code ATOZ Sports, and when you do, you make your first deposit, you unlock a risk-free bet up to $1,000 on the tennis tournament that's coming up in New York City this week. So again, download the BetMGM app that's using our code ATOZ Sports, and you get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 on tennis this week uh, with the BetMGM app. So Zach, it is time for Would You Rather. What do you have for us today? So this is a unique question that I think is going to take some brain power because it is, it's not specific. It's very general, but I I, I have a a site that helps me out with some of these things when I'm struggling and I can't come up with OJ Simpson and Dennis Rodman questions. So here's one that I saw. Would you rather be criticized or be ignored? This is so what I feel both, like today's show's been for me. What? Criticized and ignored. <laughs> it took me four times to say that I don't think Logan Woodside deserves a roster spot uh, because you guys kept well, criticizing. Yeah, be deliberate. Me. Think that hey, I think the Titans should cut Logan Woodside. I mean, That's an easier way and more clear. clear. It's not as clear as I'm I think it needs to get clear, cut. Zach. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> go through the would you rather. Would you rather be uh, criticized or ignored? I mean, I I think uh, I think Michael is correct in this. This is a good attitude. Criticized so I can fix it. I it like just depends that. on who's criticizing you, but that is fair, right? Like, I like if that a lot. A, it's a if if a Twitter troll is criticizing you, do you really need to fix it? Or if it is your family criticizing you maybe you do need to fix it because they know you're you're close right whatever it is i definitely say criticized yeah because construct yeah constructively criticized as donald says but maybe yeah but maybe it's not constructive right that's my point is like not at, yeah not all criticism is constructive i think i go with the criticized i think in today's age you have to go criticized because people hate to be ignored because that's what social media represents is I'm no longer ignored, right? I have a voice. My opinion matters. All of that type of stuff. Uh, I'm definitely criticized because I don't let criticism affect me or my mental psyche. Like, I don't care. Like, you, I, I get criticized. Look, I just got criticized no, no less than probably 60 seconds ago by LA2TV. Criticized. Cut his ass, right? I don't care. That guy can go jump in a lake. That doesn't bother me or affect me. Being ignored is tough, right? Because everybody wants to be heard. I would rather be heard and criticized than heard and ignored because I do like feedback. Like that was an example, but feedback is good, right? How do you get better? How do you improve? How, how to, uh, how do others, other experience help you grow? Right? So I'm criticized here. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we. I've seen a single uh, ignored. T- oh, Billy, it says ignored. Um, and Tiffany says criticized because being ignored is disrespectful. Yeah, being ignored sucks. Um, Orlando says ignore me. I got it. <laughs> Here's the other thing that I I struggle less with because of the sales n- nature of my business and just what the requirements are i would rather you tell me no (laughs) than to be like ghosted and that like that's in a sales aspect what about in text messages that also is you drive you crazy the people that don't answer them right yeah the people that don't answer them don't want to speak right they see it so there's an underlying thing right and, you know, it's like you're asking if, you know, back, back in the day, you're trying to ask somebody out, they don't, they don't respond to you. That's your sign is <laughs> they're not interested. Right. So ignoring, I think is, is more difficult. Yeah. Well, in, in a, you know, in a team aspect, you know, it's never good when the coach stops coaching you, <clears throat> when the coach stops ignoring you, now they no longer care to put the, the effort in. And so now it's just you kind of know what your uh, there you go what your future might that be. it when when well they always say the art of negotiation is 
a really good negotiation is when both sides care, right? Yeah. When one doesn't, they have the upper hand, right? And and so the ignoring of that matter, uh, I think, is impactful. But I, yeah, I think I think we've come up with the right answer here for today's society, and that people would rather be criticized because <clears throat> more people are criticized today than ever, right? Maybe the, maybe the older you get, the more you're okay with being ignored, ignored because you just don't care anymore. It's like yes, you know, whatever. I'm good. right. I'm good. Yeah, like Orlando says, ignore me. It's cool. I got it. Don't worry about it. All right, it is eSports. Great Monday show. The Titans will probably start to make cuts pretty soon. Mike Vrabel said yesterday in his Sunday press conference that they will make cuts uh, today and tomorrow leading up to the Tuesday afternoon deadline that is 3 p.m. Central Time when all teams have to be at 53 men or less. So they can cut more. They don't have to be at 53. They might leave a couple spots open there, but uh, that's today's show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Don't forget uh, to subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, because we've got tons of great coverage up there and video reaction to the preseason game yesterday, uh, Saturday as well. So go check out our YouTube channel. Also, Buck Rising will be live tonight. A to Z Sports Primetime coming up at 8 p.m. Central Time, and we'll see you guys tomorrow morning on a Tuesday. Thanks for watching. Talk to you later. Adios.